what we're going to do this morning is focus, um, the entire service is going to be around um, what, what we're participating in with Operation Christmas Child and what we're asking you all to do now. So the very first thing we're going to do is, Ashley, I'm going to have you come up. All right. Ashley, you can come up. You can. I'll just... I think that's the three minutes. Yeah. That's fine. We can just do that. Okay. Okay. Um, so first off, let me just thank you again. Our church packed this year 158 boxes. And yes, thank you. Thank you so much for everything that you guys have done. You guys covered that. Um, I was trying to pick out a video for this Sunday, and there were several that I couldn't decide between. And um, I usually pick out one that makes you emotional. And I didn't want to this time because even though those are important, so you see the impact of what the boxes do, um, I thought it was a time to celebrate, to kind of know more about how they are processed and how they're packed, where they go to, just how far they go and what goes into it. And also to celebrate. This is just awesome what we're doing. And it got me so encouraged I was reading, actually, in Revelation, so the urgency is there, because I just thought, God, we need to go to the ends of the earth. And then I also had a scripture this week about, you know, when you water, you yourself will be watered. And so I actually went to Walmart yesterday, got more stuff to pack a few more boxes in with this year's um, number. I think you'll be really encouraged by this video. Um, and I want to also share, too, how God has used this ministry and how I can tell his hand is on it. Um, besides just the um, videos that we see, you all don't really see what happens. You either donate or you give supplies, and I'm trying to take care of everything. And it's interesting because a couple years ago, we had a very generous family, and they said, you know, this year I want to take care of the shipping, all of it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you sure? And they're like, yeah, we do. We feel like we need to. Well, we'd already taken an offering for the shipping, and we hadn't gotten everything we needed. So that gave us extra, and I'm like, that's awesome. Well, then guess what? The pandemic hit. We got next to nothing that year, throughout the entire year, which is no one's fault. I mean, that's, it was a hard year for everybody. But we had the extra money because that family had stepped up and said, we'll cover it for this year. So the way God has gone before it is so awesome. And this year, you guys covered the shipping, I mean, so quickly and beyond what we needed. And again, it's so great because um, I buy in bulk because it's actually more cost efficient. So you have to pay more up front, but then you end up getting things like for cents on the dollar, bulk, soap, you know, all these different things. And I started making a list this year because as we were packing, we were running out of things that had lasted for years. And I was making a list of all the new bulk items that I had to buy again. And it's upfront costs I would have to spend for the next year. And you guys provided for that already. So I already am relieved that God has worked that out again, that we have enough money now that come the new year, I can start buying the things in bulk for the next three or four years. So I just want to share how God is working. And I can see his hand working. And he's working through you. And I just really I thank you for that. So I hope you're encouraged by this video to see just how far these boxes go, what the ministry is willing to do. And I'm encouraged because when you see these videos, you see that you're, when you give, you don't think it's anything, but it is. You are an evangelist. You are a missionary. You're a church planner. You're a discipler. You will see churches that have been started from these boxes that before pastor had tried for years to get um, converts, to get, and they just hard heart. And these boxes are what soften their hearts for the gospel. So I want you to be encouraged, too, about truly what you are doing with this ministry. It is an awesome ministry. And also to pray especially this year with everything going on with the shipping, just getting people to actually be able to do it. I, I would just pray that 
God goes before everything. I was talking to my area coordinator, and she said around this time of year when we ship, we actually rival Amazon and Walmart for the amount that we use of the trucking and the cartons and what we're shipping. So it's huge. And so I just ask that you would pray not only for the children getting the boxes, but for their safety and that God would put his hand on every single part of it. So again, thank you so much. I hope you're encouraged by these videos. Um, I think it's going to be awesome. I think God's doing great things. I know he is. And so now we're going to watch that video. That is a uh, brief look at what Operation Christmas Child is doing. And when they say the hard-to-reach areas, uh, what they mean is areas of the world frequently that are not allowed to have gospel presentations done in them where their governments restrict it. Uh, We don't care what their governments say. We're going to get the gospel into those areas. And these shoeboxes are one of the greatest ways I think I have ever seen to get the gospel out and in to the hands of children, which also affects moms and dads of the children. And the number of stories and testimonies that come out of Samaritan's Purse and what they're doing is truly unbelievable. And I'm going to come back to that. But Janet and Ken, I wanted them to share. They, uh, having been inspired uh, uh, somewhat, I think, well, I'll let them share that, but uh, Ashley's involvement, our church's involvement, they have gotten involved with the prayer side of that ministry, and I want you all to come on up and uh, share a little bit about that. I won't make you come up on the stage either. Uh, I was I was so pleased when Ashley asked me if I'd like to be involved in the prayer portion of the shoebox ministry. <laughs> um, they send out to us every uh, and several times a month different information on what's happening and what we need to pray for, what's coming up, and what Ken and I have with us today is uh, what happened in two different places when the shoebox were passed out. Mine is in Madagascar. A barefoot 12-year-old boy was recently invited to attend a festive outreach event where he received a shoebox. He was delighted when he opened the box and found a pair of shoes that fit him perfectly. His family was also overjoyed. They couldn't believe that someone had sent him such a wonderful gift. The present encouraged them to inquire more about Jesus and start attending a local church. In all, six family members, including the boy, accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and were baptized. And it all started with a simple shoebox. We praise God that one of our ministry partners in Asia delivered shoeboxes and shared the gospel in a village that formerly opposed any Christian witness. This partner, a local pastor, first asked community elders if he could bring in gifts for area children. The leaders became intrigued. 
and gave permission. On the day of the festive outreach event, the entire village showed up. The gospel was presented to 140 children and their families in this unreached people group, and many prayed to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. The entire village was buzzing with excitement as the children received a tangible expression of God's love, one of our local volunteers said. Children from a village that had never heard about the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, have now been called, quote, out of darkness into his marvelous light. 1 Peter 2.9. Amen. So, you know, There is a lot uh, that we can say about something like this, and we're going to say a little this morning, and I'm going to give you all a call to action. Um, normally, when you hear what this, this kind of thing, a lot of us, having been in church for a while, know that when the preacher comes in for a landing, the landing is going to have dollar signs where we ask you for money. But that is not what we are doing. You have already given the money. You've already done, and it's really just a, an incredible blessing, as you heard Ashley share. I mean, God has already provided through your generosity, and that is beautiful. We are making an appeal, though, this morning for action, and it's an action of prayer. Because prayer is really important. It is not some releasing of energy into the atmosphere uh, on Facebook when you are entreated to send good vibes. That is utter nonsense. There are no such thing unless you are listening to the correct music that will make you feel better. Uh, there's no such thing as sending good vibes. Prayer is the petitioning of the king of the universe for him to act. That is not good vibes. So we're not asking for good vibes. We're not asking for energies. We are asking for prayer. We are asking for you to join with us as a church family from now throughout the next year as we go into the next year and pray over the boxes getting where they should go and the kids and the moms and the dads and the aunts and the uncles hearing the gospel through these shoe boxes and people's lives being changed. Now, I've already told you what I'm going to ask. Let me give you some biblical reasons for it. Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. Everybody knows it. Franklin Graham said it. I'm going to read it. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus in this verse tells us that we are to be laborers in the effort of the gospel, which is proclamation, discipleship, baptism, and ongoing growth, which is going to need a local church. Romans chapter 10, 9 through 15, goes a little more and tells us to send 
laborers. Let me read this verse with these verses. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. And if you want to insert a parenthesis, you could put any nationality, any ethnicity, any gender, any, anything you want in there. That is what that means when it says there's no distinction between Jew or Greek. It's, there's none. This is the world. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing His riches on all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Yay, we know that. Now listen to how Paul then gives instruction. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. We are, in a very literal sense, sending out gospel proclamation through this ministry, Operation Christmas Child. Your participation is actively engaging in Romans chapter 10 where we are sending. And in, in this sense, it, it, it even works with our language because we are sending it through the mail. Now Paul is talking about sending people and that it, this is the great missionary call to, to all churches that there's missionaries in here waiting to live out this verse and be sent. But we are actively participating in the mission work of sending boxes filled with little gospel explosions that are going to go blow up who knows where and do who knows what. And that is what we want to be a part of. But this is why we're doing it. He, he told us to be laborers. He told us to send laborers. This isn't the only thing that He says. Jesus in Matthew chapter 9, verse 37 through 38 then he says to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The harvest is God's. We don't control anything. But we are told to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into the harvest. So prayer is connected to harvesting. Prayer is connected to the people that are sent. Prayer specifically here, according to Jesus, is that there would be laborers that go out into the harvest. And this isn't the only way we're instructed to pray over laborers. In Colossians chapter 4, Verses 2-5, through five, it says, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the Word, to declare the mystery of Christ, 
on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. The appeal to prayer is two, twofold. Pray that laborers would go and pray that laborers would have open doors. So let's reverse engineer this sermon and go back over it. We are supposed to be laborers. We are supposed to be people who send laborers. We are supposed to be people who pray for more laborers. And then we are supposed to pray for open doors for the gospel for those laborers. In other words, we are supposed to be active all the way around when it comes to the gospel. And part of our activity is to be engaged in sending. Part of our activity is to be ourselves the laborer. That's for you here at home. That's for you tomorrow at work. That is the local gospel proclamation that all of us are called to be a part of. But not all of us are called to be missionaries. Some of you might be. To go to another country, to another culture, to another group. And I pray to God as you hear me talk that some of you would be provoked by the Holy Spirit that that's what you are supposed to be doing. But not everybody is. Some of us are called to work boring jobs for 40 years and to be faithful faithful at that and support those who do go, which is what we are doing here. We are sending shoeboxes with shoes and pencils and hope and gospel. That is what we're sending. And this ministry we're partnering with, and our small little contribution is making an impact. We were talking, I think, at prayer last Sunday night that it's probably been a thousand boxes, maybe a little more that we've sent over, over, over the last couple years. So every year we just keep adding the number of kids that have opened boxes from little old Celebration Church in the west end of Huntington, in a haunted-looking building on this side of town. Can anything good come out of the west end of Huntington? Yes! Yes, it can! But this, this thing about prayer, we are supposed to be praying for the laborers that we'll probably never meet. Did you notice how many different cultures and ethnicities were represented up there? How many different countries? I don't even know where all these countries are. Couldn't name you the capital of their country. Did, did you notice the indigenous peoples that are preaching the gospel? The way Samaritan's Purse works is it's not just a bunch of Americans that go over and we're in charge because we're here. That is not the way this works. That's not the way missions are, is supposed to work. What's happening is Samaritan Purse uh, gets people and trains them in their culture, in their language, for their people that they can speak to them. So you see them speaking in their language, their culture, their idioms, their understanding, presenting the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is why it is so effective. So what we're praying for is uh, that there was a, a guy in a blue polo in some country. We're praying for him as a laborer that as he has this group of kids opening up a box, that he is effective 
to those little souls, like I see all these little kids here this morning, that he is effective as he proclaims the gospel. There was a lady in there as well. She was doing the same thing, and I, I saw the language on the back. I had no hope of reading what it said, because it wasn't English. She's talking, and so the materials we're sending out are in the language of the people that it's going to. This ministry is incredible, and it is very impactful. And our job, and what I'm appealing to us to do today, is to pray for these laborers, and to commit to pray for these laborers throughout the next, in particular, the next five to six months, because not all of the boxes are opened at Christmas, correct? Some of them are open in January, February, March, whenever they can get them there. If you, When you leave today, make sure out here in the foyer you look at our map. We've got all these pins, and she's, Ashley's got marked hard-to-reach places. And it, you, was it unique that we had some boxes selected from our church that went to hard-to-reach places? That is just really neat. So we have no idea where they went. Jesus knows. He knows right where they went because he is in charge of where the boxes wind up. And we are called by Jesus to pray over these boxes and over these children and over these laborers. We want to, that is what I'm asking for as a commitment to prayer. Janet is actually going to be bringing, um, a prayer list next week because she's involved with that ministry that you can take home. Some of you really like that. You can go through the checklist. How many checklist people do I have? I mean, God made you that way, so bless your hearts. I, I mean, I'm married to someone that way. He did not checklist make me want to throw up. Uh, but there are checklist people, so they go through the checklist, and that's wonderful. We're going to give you a checklist to go through. We're also going to have the kids make up some reminder magnets that you can stick on the refrigerator where we, not that that's an idol, the refrigerator, but you see it every day. So uh, you're going to have that there. But what I wanted to do to end our service today is um, we do have that video. We are going to watch this video, and then we are going to pray. And I think I may have a brave young child come and pray, if they are willing, to pray over their fellow children. All right, so you guys just be ready, okay? So we're going to go ahead and watch this last video just to give you another idea of exactly how this works. Volunteers around the country love being a part of Operation Christmas Child. It's time to make us do rocks. Let's do rocks together. So this is my friend Georgia Grace, and she's going to be packing with us. Anybody can do it. Am I right? Yes. We pray for these boxes. We pray for every girl and every boy. This is a little girl who's five to nine right here. It's not just a box. It might be the only time they ever get a gift. Through something as easy as filling a shoebox full of items, really changing the world. Hundreds of thousands of volunteers work with Operation Christmas Child every year, preparing these boxes, praying for the boxes, that God will use them in a mighty way for His glory. It is a great opportunity to give back to the community. Spreading the love of Jesus is so important. 
This little shoebox has the opportunity to change the world by reaching one child at a time. And not only are they going to get a shoebox, they're going to get the love and the message of Jesus Christ. After shoeboxes are collected, processing centers around the country prepare them for the journey ahead. We know that these are eternal opportunities to change lives, to change families, to change communities. We're spreading the good news of Jesus Christ to children all over the world. This is a time to celebrate. Here we are in the middle of a pandemic, and guess what? It's Christmas. We're not going to shy away from what God has called us to do. The thing that brings us all here together is Christ and the Great Commission taking the gospel to the whole world. Some go by helicopter, some go by ship, some go by camel, donkeys, canoes. We go at great lengths to take these boxes to children in the most remote parts of the world. And it's an incredible journey. This is my home. Today is Christmas Day. I sing a song. Then I get a gift. When I open, I get a book and the, the door. The box make me feel good and happy. The box make me feel loved by God. After these children open the box, they have the opportunity to go through the greatest journey, the 12-lesson discipleship program, where they get to learn more about Jesus Christ. And this is growing up a generation of children that love Jesus and that will stand on His truth. Jesus said, go into the world and make disciples of all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We have a job to do. Arriba de las montañas, hay muchas personas no alcanzadas que necesitan de Dios. Y es un reto grande que tengo de llevar el Evangelio por allá. Yo estando niño de dos años, me pegó una enfermedad de la polio. Pues no podía caminar. Para las cosas de Dios no nos impide nada. Y gracias a este niño, Se está ganando muchos niños para Cristo. Right now, I'm right outside of Mazlan, Mexico, about six-hour drive up in the mountains. This is an indigenous people group, people that never heard the gospel before. The kids and the families that accepted Christ, almost a hundred altogether, have now started a church. Hemos visto una experiencia preciosa, grande, en el pueblo. Y ese pueblo va a ser el medio para llevar el evangelio a otro lugar. Que estas bendiciones que son de las cajitas sigan llegando hacia arriba y a la montaña. This shoebox gives us an opportunity to continue to shine the bright light of the gospel in the darkest and remote places around the world. We're seeing families come to know Jesus. Churches are sprouting up in these communities. These children are rising up to be disciples in their own country.
the gift box and the gospel of Jesus Christ bring hope to our children to bring the smiles back on their faces. No greater need and no greater time than right now for us to go out and serve boldly. This is what these shoe boxes are all about, to go out and bring a hope of Jesus Christ around the world. I'm just so amazed at what God does each and every year. This is an opportunity to impact the lives of millions of children, just like you've seen. But we need more boxes for next year. Every box is an opportunity for us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you, and God bless each and every one. The glory So we are going to end our service with prayer. We're going to pray today, and I'm calling all of us to pray um, throughout this year. Uh, we're going to give you some more materials next week. But I want to have all the kids that are still in here to come up, if you would. Can you all come up here with me? Thanks, Willow. Well, we're going to pray, and thank you so much. So we're going to pray. Um, I specifically wanted the kids to pray. Um, these um, kids, uh, they're right here with us. They're ours. But there is not a dime's worth of difference between them and every child in the world. And other than they're ours and they're here. So... Kids, let's. You guys saw that video, right? And all the all the stuff going on. So, can we want to have you guys hold this box? We're just going to pray over it. So, Willow, you said you wanted to pray, and I think Jordan wanted to pray. So, let's just hold the box and let's pray. In church, we're all going to pray together. Go ahead, Willow. guys stay right up here we're gonna I'm gonna pray and dismiss this okay all right let's pray church father we thank you for this day and the children we thank you Lord that you are doing a great work in this and I pray that you would stir our hearts together to do the work of prayer that we would be faithful to that and we would pray over these boxes over these children and over these laborers Lord we thank you for that in the precious name of Jesus Amen. Church, we love you, and you are officially dismissed. Thank you. Thanks, guys.
bit. This is what turns my microphone on and off. Thank you to Kevin and Greg. 